talking to Elba today about loving your. Hi, so Elba. How did you... <laughs> this? <laughs> With what? How did you get into this topic? Um, I don't know. I uh, was I tried to do a podcast with my friend here about loving yourself and issues issues that you have with yourself and so on, but it didn't end well. So I um, wanted to try this. So yeah, <laughs> great. You just wanted to try something new. Yeah, and my English is really bad because I'm not because I'm from Sweden. So. Oh, don't worry. I have friends from Sweden. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, what are some things you would say you had to deal with either now or before, you know, about loving yourself? Um, I've had a lot of problems with loving my body, as probably mm-hmm. any other girl or boy. <laughs> um, yeah. I've always been, like, skinny, uh, like, too skinny, and people have always commented that and it's always been like uh, feeling like feeling bad uh, not loving yourself because maybe you see you see yourself as too fat or something but I didn't love myself because I saw myself as too skinny and because it's like people want booty and boobs and I don't have that so (laughs) that's been a struggle for me Uh, it's been a struggle for me to love my body but yeah that's understandable. I went through the same thing, actually. You did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, because, yeah. Like, I wasn't really skinny, skinny. No. I was, you know, tiny. And for some reason, I didn't grow, mm. like, taller or gain weight. Mm. So, like, four years of my life, I had, I was just 25 kg, mm. which was, like, was crazy thin, you mm. know, flying with the wind or whatnot. Mm. Um, later on... I I just gained weight out of nowhere mm. and started working out because I had to keep up with that because mm. I was just getting fat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, I've tried going to the gym, but I never saw a difference in my body. Maybe because I didn't eat right after and I don't know, but uh, I tried training and so on, but it didn't work for me. I must well, have. the first thing is to change your diet and not yeah. to go to the gym. And you know, <laughs> diet doesn't only mean, oh, you have to do no sugar diet or whatever. It's just a routine of what you eat. It has to be healthy, mm. basically. Because I train people, and every time they tell me, and I was just like, you need to know about your health first. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it's really hard when you live with your family and they and we're all used and we're all used to eating in some kind of food and it's like uh it's ex- it's also expensive for me to just buy food f- just for me and just it's also um hard because i have then i have to like make the food for myself mm-hmm. all the time and pay for it um i uh, mostly pay for my food but i i still live with my mom's because i'm just 17 and uh it's no complaints on that <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so it's uh that's it's really hard to just change my diet just like that <laughs> so you live in you're still in sweden or in a different country 
my I live in Sweden. I've I lived in I've lived in Sweden all my life, but I originally come from Albania or Kosovo. Uh-huh. I, I usually say Albania because no one knows where Kos- Kosovo is. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> people think that Kosovo is just the capital is the capital city of Albania, but no, it's not. People. <laughs> That's when Google comes in handy. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. So what else would you say you had trouble with when it came to self-esteem? Or a different person or like friends and I say because it's not, you know, the perfect nose. It has a little bump when you look like when I'm standing profile it's a little uh-huh. bump in my nose and I don't like that um and it's uh I I see it as a big nose um but I don't know how other people see it, but I I've always that's seen your it. picture you don't have a big nose I mean that's because I'm good at taking selfies <laughs> um because I know the right angle and the right light to make me like look really good you have to look like a YouTuber. Her name is Leora Alexandra. Hmm, I've never heard I don't of her. Know if you know her, but yeah, you kind of do look like that. At least from this picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope she's beautiful. She is. Huh. I'm gonna Google her right now just to. Go ahead. Leo Alexandra. It's L E E O R, I think. L. What? L E E O R. Uh huh. Okay. Um, okay, she's beautiful. Yeah, see? Yeah, she looks oh. good. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, where, where are you from? I am from Bangladesh, but I live in the USA right now. Okay, where in the US? I Which live state? in the. East side, so Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going for, and uh, I'm going to the US for an exchange year mm-hmm. uh, after the summer. So I'm gonna live there in nice. like. Do you know where you're coming? No, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere where it's always warm. That's the only thing I know right now. Uh, California, Florida. I hope so. Texas. Um, anything that's like down yeah. the US because south. Yeah, because I'm so used to the cold weather here in Sweden, so I wanna change, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. They'll probably put you in California. I hope so. Just because it's like a known yeah. place. But there's a lot of people that wants to go there as exchange students so I don't know if they'll have place or if they even find a host family for me there so it depends on the host families uh, I see mm-hmm. can you hear Anything me you would like to ask or uh, what have you been self-conscious about when it comes to you? Nothing anymore, I would no. say. That's why my mom, however, she has a thing. Where she's like, oh, you know, you're um, like below your nose. It's like a darker than your cheeks shade. 
And I'm just like, mom, I don't really care. No, that's real good. <laughs> like that's... she's the one who sees a lot of you know stuff mm-hmm. that are missing, and I'm just like, what kind of mirror are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's really good because you don't find that many people that just that's like themselves as they are. There's always something that people don't like about them, but there's like, nothing that you. Yeah, so I didn't have that problem because I had problem with, you know, what's going on outside of my body yeah. rather than, you know, what's in me. So I never really had to focus on myself like that. Mm-hmm. But when I did, I was like, you know what? I want to get some abs. I want to be fit. I want to be toned. Mm-hmm. So that's where my mind was rather than, you know, not being too fat and not being too skinny. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Well, that's I'm impressed <laughs> because everyone I've met or everyone I've talked about with when it comes to this topic, they've always been self-conscious about so many things. Like I don't know, yeah. But uh, but you said not anymore. So yeah. Um, but you, oh yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. So, um, as I said before, I'm really new to this. So I don't even know how this works. Um, but yeah, we'll see how we. So, what you do when you're done is just you know click on the finish and save. Mm-hmm. It will notify you when it's done. It will be on the draft side on your profile, mm-hmm. and then you can either listen to it, mm-hmm. edit it, or just you know post it. Okay. Yeah. Can... So nice meeting you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. <laughs> and... and hopefully you'll get more, you know, positive people on this thing. Yeah, because I had problem with that. Really? Is there? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of people is there in this app? So I, I mean, it's all over the world, mm-hmm. but there are people who are like, you know, kind of close-minded and mm-hmm. they, you know, somehow come over the topic of God and religion and stuff. Oh, no. But, yeah. So if you ever join those and expect someone to be open-minded, please just kick off your ex- yeah. <laughs> expectations. Yeah. Just don't have any. Oh, but yeah. That's sad. But I'm open-minded, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people don't really grow up that way, so. No. I understand it, but I would like them to be more open-minded, yeah. which is the main point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice meeting you too. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's up by DC, right? Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay, so uh, I guess uh, this is actually my first uh, Anchor podcast, but uh, I guess uh, if you want to just introduce yourself, I'll introduce myself after you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, my name is Memo um, from U.S., and with me I have Brandon, who's also from U.S., correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. So today we're going to be talking about motivation. And so, Brandon, what do, what motivates you to wake up every morning? Uh, so just a little bit about myself. I'm from... Uh just south of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I went to uh, college in Massachusetts. I studied biology and minored in French. And um, I'm now an officer in the U.S. Navy. 
and I'm stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, some things regarding motivation uh, and my own life, obviously, uh, it required a high level of motivation for me to essentially uh, get to where I am right now. I'm not saying that that's necessarily the uh, accomplishment in and of itself, but um, for me, I guess, uh, the motivation for getting out of the bed is, uh, you know, uh, the leadership responsibility that I have uh, on board the ship that I work on. Um, so I'm responsible for being the leader of over uh, uh, 20 sailors who are electri uh, electricians and run the electrical plant on my ship. So one of the primary the motivation there is uh, just fundamentals of leadership in that uh, being on time and early for work and ready for the workday is a primary motivation because as the leader of a group of 20 sailors, uh, if I'm late, what kind of standard am I setting for the rest of my sailors? So uh, it's very it's a very simple but uh, effective motivation for me to get out of bed every day. And that's a day-to-day -day, uh, sort of logistical motivation, but uh, how about yourself? Um, I'm an entrepreneur, so motivation is basically like the key to what I do. Um, what motivates every day in the morning? To get up from bed is I don't really have one thing that motivates me success is one of them you know I have to set goals for um set myself as a role model for my siblings and other people that I do business with so I guess that's pretty much it <laughs> I don't have that much stuff like you do oh no that's uh still very interesting um what exactly are you doing uh as an entrepreneur right now? Um, right now I'm promoting different sales from either as an affiliate marketing or just running my own. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so basically one of the main things I promote for myself is business programs. So either someone who's interested in business or someone who already has a business. Right, okay. Yeah, I have a friend that is uh works for Moby, Mob, M O B E. Yep. Uh, very extremely successful with uh, something along that selling. I mean, I believe it's uh business. Uh, My business online programs. business education. It's I'm part of that too. So. Oh, uh, part of Mob. Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe you know him, Stephen Brantfield. Uh, no, <laughs> there's yeah. like thousands of people who are doing it. So yeah, he was in um, Kuala Lumpur for a very long time. He spent like almost two years there as a part of their Southeast Asia branch or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd say another aspect of motivation is just uh, and you know, not to sound like there's a lot of melodrama, especially with regards to people selling their. Uh, you know, uh, they try and make themselves, they market themselves as highly motivated people. And I think in our society now, especially with social media and Instagram and this desire for fame and likes and things, uh, which isn't all bad. I'm not like totally 
uh, trying to trash those things because I enjoy, I very much enjoy seeing other people's successes and, and showing my own, you know, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. a lot of the, a lot of motivation, I think for sure, uh, obviously has to have, be intrinsic, right? Um, yeah. you have to have an intrinsic, you have to have an intrinsic value on the things that you're doing every day. Uh, for example, when I deployed overseas, <clears throat> it was about seven and a half months where I'm getting about almost every single day of those seven and a half months, I'm getting less than six hours of sleep a night. And for someone that likes to get about eight to eight to nine, you can imagine that's, that's a massive shift. But at the same time, the validation and the feeling that I got from knowing that I was doing something important and that I was doing a very difficult and serious job uh, made it so that um, suddenly, uh, you know, you, you couldn't possibly, in some ways you couldn't even financially compensate someone for the difficulty of those kinds of jobs, you know. Uh, and you're not going to be, right? That's why everyone, like, thanks you for your service and stuff. But the motivation obviously comes from the fact that uh, you want to perform as highly as you can and you want to give as much as you can because it's obviously not just uh, for your own benefit and for your own, like, good uh, – to get good reviews from your peers and stuff. It's also to, uh, you know, uh, make sure that the people around you are taken care of, not just the people that you're in charge of, but your peers and watching out for them and being a leader among them too. So there's obviously a lot of uh, – opportunity uh for leadership when you're in such a in an organization like the military but uh the same is i'm sure for an independent uh entrepreneur like yourself uh to and i think uh i'm i don't know if you know who joe rogan is not sure joe rogan i don't want people by their face he's uh he is a stand-up comedian he's uh probably the most successful podcaster right now. He gets over 2 million views on every single podcast that he posts. Um, and he uh, is the commentator for the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So um, extremely successful, very well-known, massive amount of influence. But he uh, posted a video recently that I think is quite succinct and covers this subject perfectly, which is uh, he said... Uh, what would the hero of your own life do today, right? Sounds kind of like, you know, you can write it off as cheesy or, or corny or, you know, a lot of those, like, motivational videos. They're great, and they kind of, like, give you this rush of endorphins and stuff, but ultimately the day-to-day -day, uh, day -day grind is not romantic, and uh, it's not all reward, you know? It's a lot of stress yeah. and... Uh, stress and difficulty and that's okay that's what it's supposed to be but it's a good point and if you just think to yourself all right what would the hero of my day be so when you're tired and you don't feel like going to the gym or you're like oh, i think i'll just like scroll through instagram or watch netflix instead of finishing up that book that i have a chapter left on you know just simple yeah. things it's small things every day and you make those uh you make those changes uh and allow your uh allow your mind, wield your mind to uh, change the outcome of your uh, life, really, I guess. That makes sense. 
because I know a lot of people who are, you know, just they're like, oh yeah, I love reading books. They pick out a bunch of book and then they start reading, you know, pretty much all of them at the same time and never finish, not even one. So right, yeah, and that's such a that's such a common thing. Uh, uh, obviously, we've all heard that like we've all heard the stats on the success rate of new year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, new year's resolutions having a success rate that by, you know, the f- two weeks, it's like 50% by like the end of February, it's like less than 10%. And it's a real thing because, uh, people don't become oriented to the process and the motivation has to be, uh, coupled with the recognition that, uh, you have to be oriented in a process where you might not even know the results might be so glacially slow that uh, you'll never see them or that you'll never see them in a massive way and they'll come into fruition when it's time. They'll come into fruition uh, very slowly. But ultimately that's that, that's uh, almost everyone experiences uh, success in that way. Most people who experience massive success never see it overnight. So yeah, that's that's really true. Yeah, is there any uh, book in particular on motivation or something that made you want to discuss this topic? Or? No, actually, it doesn't. Um, the only reason I actually said um, you know picked this topic is because when you are trying to be an influencer or anything in life, there's a lot of comp- you know competition, and what most people does is just give up like even before they begin they just give up they're like no i can't do it because there's so many competitions and they don't realize how other people are also saying the same thing which makes it less more you know competition than you're thinking of right that's a good point Yeah, so um, I, I'm actually not really familiar with the format of these podcasts. Are these just supposed to be like 15 minutes long or something? Or yes, just, the 15 just go minutes on as long as we can do. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, um, and, well, I think... Uh, Sorry, repeat that. something new just being willing to accept the failure and learn from it I think is extremely powerful well I kind of think differently I'm sorry I kind of think it a little differently how so because you mentioned failure right so to me instead of accepting failure which is basically because you're not failure until you accept that you are one so instead of thinking that why don't you just keep trying and say okay it's okay like you know keep trying to get it oh no absolutely i yeah no absolutely i agree with that i guess what i meant is uh recognizing that you will fail sometimes and uh uh accepting that that's a reality of trying of trying to be uh successful at something new and so uh obviously by recognizing it, recognizing it and embracing that that's a part of the process that uh you're actually more likely to continue to try and uh, achieve those successes later on as well 
That's absolutely understandable. Well, nice talking to you. Um, we're about to hit the mark. So thank you for being here and talking about motivation. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Uh, That's good to hear. What, uh, what can you tell me about getting things done? Are you familiar with uh, David Allen? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So what inspired you to uh, jump on the topic of getting things done? Um, I do a lot of motivational um, writings, blogs, etc. Okay. That's probably why. Oh, very cool. So tell me a little bit about the, uh, the motivational uh, blogs that you do. So um, I do like online businesses mm -hmm. and, you know, with my clients, what I see is they get started, they're always excited and then it's hard for them to keep up. And the only reason it's hard for them to keep up, they just say, oh, I can't do it. I'm busy. And to be honest, they're just, you know, watching YouTube or on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. They're not really busy. Um, yeah, so those are the things. That's why I started doing motivational stuff so I could get my clients into actually, you know, focus and be like, you know what? If you said you're going to start, do it. Don't tell me you're busy because you're not. Right. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> yeah, don't just talk about it. Actually do it. I like that. So let me ask you, what are, um, what are your three favorite ways to, uh, to motivate your clients? What tends to work the best? Um, it's usually video calls or, you know, any ways where you could talk to them face-to-face -face type. Um, that'd be okay. And if your client is apparently a reader, just write to them in a very emotional way so they can relate. Um, what else? I think I can only think of two right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then what are the yeah. things that you do for yourself to help you get things done? Um, one of my rules is to actually, you know, write things down Okay. so I could, you know, check it off and be like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I accomplished that today mm -hmm. and got it done and treat myself. Either oh. it could be like a little piece of candy, like a mini MMM or something. <laughs> okay. Well, what I, about you? Uh, so I, I write everything down as well. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of mentioned at the top and anybody who typically listens to my show they know that I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan of a guy by the name of Dave, David Allen, and he actually wrote a book entitled Getting Things Done. And one of the biggest oh. principles involved in it is write everything down. Don't try to keep anything in your head. He says, um, yeah. well, how does he put it? He says, uh, the brain is a great place to have an idea, but it's a terrible place to keep one. So you want to write down everything. And you always want to try to make sure that it's an actionable step. So uh, writing down like cat food, isn't really actionable, but buy cat food yeah. or store cat food, but, you know, making sure to really break things down into their very smallest elements. Those are the, th that's the main thing that I try to do uh, to stay motivated. Yeah. Or, you know, I think I do, like, I probably don't know the person by name, mm -hmm. but I probably have heard them talk or something. Yeah. So, and it sounds like you're kind of doing that already um, because it's kind of the, yeah. the natural planning model is what he calls it. But I think you've added on a piece that is really, uh, it's such a subtle little thing, but it's really important. It's to add that reward piece in. You get a treat. Yeah. You know? um, I can't remember. I was reading, it was a blog post. It, was, it talked about the way to create habits is 
the randomizing rewards. I need to go back and look into that a little bit more. But the idea. That- uh, I was about to say you like the way you named it, it. It's kind of the name of my blog that I posted like you know a couple weeks ago. Oh, is that right? Well, th- that's how it goes, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, and how long have you been uh, here on Anchor? I have been on here probably a week. Okay. And what are your uh, impressions thus far? I like the fact that I get to, you know, talk to strangers and, (laughs) you know, get to know what's in their mind. But at the same time, the only things I don't like is all the new people who come along and doesn't really get a demo. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, can I just keep pressing buttons and they end a call out of nowhere? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's. So, I mean, the, the challenge I've been finding is more so the, uh, like, uh, with the with this co-host feature, it's not, like, getting calls dropped or, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it freezes up. But um, I, I'm going with the theory that by selecting different topics, there's probably going to be a little less traffic and a little, so maybe it'll get a little uh, cleaner. So. I mean, I just make my own topic and then just go ahead and yeah. join. But. That's the that's what I've been trying to do now. So, or at least I'm experimenting with. That's good. Cool. So, before I let you go, let me find out. So, if we wanted to find out more about your blog, where can I find your blog? It, um, I do different uh, motivation posters on Facebook. Okay. It's called Momo's Edsis Path. E D C E S S Path. Dot, or just at thispad.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, it's Momo here with Pete talking about American cultures. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right. So, okay. Well, I'm a Hispanic male living in America right now, and I was born here, and I definitely get made fun of with the people I know. Because I never spoke Spanish as a child. I, oh. Not that I wasn't taught. It was I was deaf as a child. And uh, now look at me now. I can't stop talking. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> I yeah, thought you were going to say about deporting. I'm sorry? <laughs> I thought you were going to say about deporting when Trump got elected. Well, that, that that was a crazy thing about the whole election. I was actually talking to somebody about that. That, you know, um, all odds were against them. But. I really think that the odds that these people put against them were just fake. And it kind of woken everybody up that, you know, this whole system is fake. <laughs> yeah, it's been corrupted. Like corrupted and, you know. Okay, let's not go to election and Donald Trump. That's a different topic. Okay, right? no problem. That is very different. <laughs> so, since you were born here, um, I wasn't. What are some of the cultural experiences you had if, you know, when you went back home or just with your parents? Well, I went to Mexico to see my grandmother and uh, she was like 91. And she lived on a dirt farm. It was basically everything was up a hill. Everything was primitive. I mean, that's probably where I seen my first animal slaughter. I was eight years old, by the way, and that was a horrific. But Are you a vegetarian? They... Huh? Are you a vegetarian now? No. Uh, I, I okay. try to be. I try to be. I really do. Not because I don't 
I don't like an or I don't like uh, eating animals. It's just uh, the health issues of it. But uh, for the most part, I I, uh, I do eat meat. But I, I you know I eat a lot of vegetables. I you know from time to time I'll fast from meat. You know, um, it's just you know too much meat is not always good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I seen a, a cow get slaughtered there right in front of my eyes. It was probably most one of the most horrific things ever I've ever seen, but that's how primitive they they lived. I mean, it was uh, pretty crazy there. And uh, you know, you had to sleep in a mosquito net. <laughs> but oh, yeah, uh, I did all that. I would say I have embraced Americana even more, um, just just because like people tell people, you know. Uh, just because you're white is bad. Just because you're going this way is bad. Just be, you know, it's it's really dumb. <laughs> I I it think is. that's my. I mean, I honestly think that, you know, people that come here that do want to be here and they get citizenship, they don't want to go back. They don't want to go back to, you know, it seems like America's like the last refuge in the world. I mean, I actually, I actually feel for people that live in South Africa and uh, they may be going through a, a possible genocide. They're the king there. Or the the uh, guy who got voted in is warning that he's going to take all the white farmers out and all the old people that live there. It's really sad. They're, they are, they're forced to move or they die because, you know, all the resources are being dried up and, uh, you know, it makes me love this country more. And, um, I think the culture here in America is very, very uh, loosened and very, uh, um, how do you say it? It's different for everybody. But the thing is that that is number one is the freedom, your freedoms, your basic rights that are here. True. In but, my opinion, I don't think America actually has its own culture because it's you know mixed with a lot of cultures. It's known as a mixed yeah, pot for a reason. So, it depends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, you know, the most part, I, you know, people are, they don't seem to be as racist as they would like, or Metzko is, or, um, you know, there is racism, but it's not as bad as people want to say it is. And that's like I said, like, things are fake. You know, they're trying to make this fake racism. And you can't really say that anymore. <laughs> it's just that old way. You know, people don't want to be victims. They want to move forward. I think moving forward is always a good thing. And I used to think that, oh, because I'm brown, this is the way this is happening. Well, it's, if you don't work hard, this is why this happens. If you just sit on your butt, this is why this happens. If you just don't care... <laughs> This is why whatever happens to you happens, you know? I think it's not, like, the cultural differences that makes people, you know, go racist. It's probably the class system. Like, yeah, we say we, there are no class system in America. If you think about it, technically there is. It's just invisible. Um, I, I, I actually think that there is a class system. I, oh, I've always thought maybe. that. Like but I think it's 
Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I just saying... think that the class system can be reached by a normal man. That's the difference. Um, the class system, I mean, if you're a normal man and you work hard and you put your head, your bets right, you can achieve your dream. But you do get, because I live in a rich area and everything's expensive there. But I hedge my bets. I work hard. I mean, I'm not doing well. I'm not going to say that. But I am thriving there as best I can. And uh, I think for anybody, I've known people that were bums pretty much. And then they turn their life around and, you know, they are now have money. Because they decided just to get off their butts. And that's the beauty of freedom is to get off your butts. And I, I'll definitely say this. Freedom is under attack right now. You know, we got this situation here in Arizona where these teachers want more money. And usually I would not disagree, mm-hmm. but they're kicking all the kids out. They have to have every parent stop working so they can get more money. And in fact, some of the parents I know, they have to work every day because they're not making money. And so these teachers are complaining because they're not making money. And now they're, now they're walking out because... The, the chaperone or the not the chaperones the uh, substitute teachers are not making enough money. The uh, <laughs> the janitors are not making enough money. I'm sorry. What part of America do you live in? Uh, Arizona. Uh, totally makes sense. Uh, why? Because <laughs> I live in Virginia and I haven't seen that type of you know problems. Yeah, and uh, it actually makes me mad, like th- th- that kind of uh, um, uprise. Because uh, my uh, my boss's wife is a teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, they know they know my views on this kind of stuff. And she's like telling me that the unions are making her smart, and like that's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. And then I guess she has to take the time off, and she's not getting paid until they they march. If she don't march, they don't get paid. Wow. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but I guess that's what unions do. No, that's an issue that the news need to cover. <laughs> well, they won't. Of course, it's too small for them. No, it's just fake. They're they want to cover up the bad and promote what they want, and that's that's my thought on it. I've been calling out the new local news stations, the radio stations for a long time. I mean, I have my own social media. I text on their social media. They get a guy that's always furious. It's always like usually the same few people telling me how wrong I am. And, uh, you know, I give them a piece of my mind. I don't let out. Usually, generally, I'm a very humble guy about things, but no. And they never they never text back or I get kicked off their sites or whatever because they can't handle, like, somebody saying something. But they have nothing to say, really. They're just repeating the same nonsense over and over. But uh, that's the culture right now where I live is just these teachers are taking over this situation and then they make they hold the kids hostage saying, well, if you don't like us getting raised, you don't like your kids. <laughs> Which is absolutely what? stupid. Yeah, that's the situation going on right now. And, I, you know, I'm telling my wife, I'm telling my friends I know, like, aren't you seeing what's going on? They're holding our kids hostage. They're making us pay for it, literally. 
Wow. And they won't stop asking for money. And and then this this is the thing that I noticed is that the governor of this state gave the teachers more money um, about eight months ago. And they said, oh, that's not enough. That's an insult. Because they were insulted. They are protesting today. <laughs> so they're, it's still going on. Yeah. Of giving them money. Eight months. They got a, they got a continual raise for four years. And then it was going to stay like that. And then I think it was going to go on to the, for the, to the next governor or something like that. That is. So I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how it all works, but the culture is that. I, mean, so, I don't think that actually represents the culture at all. No, it doesn't. It's actually socialism. It's issues. Yeah, it's socialism trying to embed itself into our culture. And I've, you know, I've told many people socialism is the is the worst thing for America. You won't like it. And it, it, look at in Venezuela. They were good for a while and then until all hell broke loose. Now they're eating each other. <laughs> it just ends up like that. And then I'm pretty sure they're going to start putting people that are against the government into camps. That's going to be the next phase because that's how it always goes. Looks like you're more into politics now, huh? You know, I, I hate to be like that. I, I, I want to be... <laughs> I want to separate myself from it, but it just... It, it's just rising up, and I, I just... I want my kids to grow up in a world where it's... It's America. Utopia. I, not a utopia. There's no such thing. But they don't have to grow up... Um, you know, being scared. That's that's the main thing. Because if you're scared to go outside the door, or if you're on a list for some reason, you know you don't. It's not a good world. That's understandable. Man, uh, American values are, you know, for well, the most part is, hey, you know what? I don't have to. Uh, listen to your politics. I don't have to listen to this. I don't have to buy what you're selling. That's for the most part. I mean, I'm a Hispanic American, but I love guns and heavy metal. <laughs> Am I supposed to be put in a box, you know? Probably. Yeah, am I supposed to be this immigrant loving guy? No. <laughs> I just think that... uh the culture is always changing, but it's always for the best, except for the socialism part. <laughs> Sorry, I'm working right now, so that's why it kind of sounds like background noise. No problem. The timer is about to end anyways. Well, nice meeting you, Pete. Thank you. And hopefully we'll get to do more of the podcast. Probably not on American culture. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sorry. I just get up, caught up in these things and I just stop talking. No problem. I can see where that's coming from. Hey, talking to Dave about American culture, who's from India, lives in India. Yeah, and I feel very welcomed. <clears throat> so, uh, your name is Noor Begum, right? Can I call you Noor? I go by Momo. Sorry? I go by Momo. M O M O. 
Yes. Oh, M O M. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, what do you, what do you do, Momo? Well, I'm from Bangladesh and I live in USA. Oh, oh, you're from Bangladesh. So we yes. our our your homeland is quite near to me. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly how how I knew you're from India. How 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 do you how do you know? Because do do people from my community live over there in Bangladesh? Well, I'm a lot into Bollywood, so names don't bother. Come on, Deva brother is not something that you will find in Bollywood. Yeah, <laughs> but like the word, the name Dave, yes. Oh, okay, it's it's not even it's not even Dave, it's Deb. <laughs> it's same thing. The, no, it's not the same thing. It's just, just the Bengali. Bengalized pronunciation. Understood. Yeah. So, what what do you do in America? Do you study or do you work? Well, I'm a part-time student. Part-time, I work, and I'm a entrepreneur. So, I have online business, which I do full-time. Oh, which I'm guessing it has to do with fashion. No, absolutely not. Oh. Just because I'm a girl, is that why? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's online business on, you know, people who are interested in, you know, starting business or already has a business but need help with something. Okay, so you're, you're in consult consultancy business. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Pursue the same after I complete my you know, engineering. So, uh, so how is it like, like? You know how how do you guys help like or how do you guys provide services like you look into the someone else's data and their sales record and then you give them suggestions is it no is that's it something like that? um I simply just meet people and get to know them see if they have interest in what I do if they do then I let you know help them get started that's the most you know simplest job that I've ever heard. Yeah, it's actually pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, what wh what do I have to do to join your company, then? <laughs> well, I can talk to you about that on Facebook rather than here because this is uh, we're talking about American culture here. Remember? Okay. You know what? Um, I'm just I, I'm I'm just going through random topics, and I actually like. Okay, yeah. So we can talk about that. So, like, how how is it? Like, how is it? what do a girl from bangladesh how do how does she perceive the american culture like for how long she has been staying over there well i came here when i was um 12 actually and you know i just finished my 7th grade in bangladesh well not barely finished i started 7th grade and then i came here yeah that's why you, that's why your accent changed to bangladesh from from bangladesh to bangladesh <laughs> no i it depends on who i talk to if i'm talking to my people i still say bangladesh um so you, you can you can talk to me with bangladesh in the bangladesh accent and by the way i'm your bangla bolte pari khubi bhalo um but your your sounds like more in kolkata so yeah be, yeah kind of because you know in tripura we have the mixture of both from both the both the places here we have people from bangladesh as you might know i think yeah yeah and sorry especially before the war yeah and after the war too 
And I mean, understandable. I mean, my mama went to India for um, his honeymoon, so oh. we're pretty friendly. Oh, so then I, th- I think you should come to India sometimes when you. I will when not you... right now. Probably in 2021. Yeah, so when you will, when when you will set up your bra- branch office in in our state, especially yeah, you must set up your branch office in our state in Tripura. You might get a lot of people. We'll see. Thanks for that. Um, well, American culture is, I mean, I didn't really get shocked because, you know, we we see it in movies all the time, especially on yeah. HBO, Disney, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the thing, you know, people, how to behave, especially people from other countries, because I don't believe that America has its own culture. I believe that you know it's a mixture of other cultures so depend on who you are where you're from your perspective would say what you see if so, that makes uh, sense so 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 i i just wanted to ask this like here in india we have you know people from different communities and yeah in do do america have something like that um yeah pretty much because people in america are from all over the countries and when i say that i mean literally you people are from different parts of africa different parts of europe different parts of asia so mm. let's say if i went to a party you know bengali party and mm. there's someone who's indian or the party is in a store or whatever like we're getting food from an indian store mm. you know it's, it's a whole new community at that point oh so it's kind of like that. That. So, so yeah, but but I think there there's no such thing like all the communal racism or what, am I speaking right? Like the racism thing is that there's not like that, right? Racism definitely exists. Um, no, I mean between, well, between communities, between communities, like people from. Yes, it does. So Bengali people, um, mm. I I hate to say this, but most Bengali people who are you know not open minded. They don't like their own people. Yeah, yeah. Just mash, mash, mash. Okay, that's literally what they want. Yeah, basically, it's like if you're from Mumbai, you don't like the people from Delhi, or if you're from Delhi, you're like, oh, we're the Dilwale. Like, no, that's not how it works. And you're no, from. You know what? The racism thing is what, what I think. Mm-hmm. What I think from this, you know, there's there's one there's this one a comedian called Abhishek. I think you have heard of him. Where he said like you know, there is no nobody is as racist as Indians, especially to other Indians in a foreign country. And that ex- that's exactly true. Um, well, I wouldn't say true. You know, they're the most racist people, but that happens with every single country. So, like people from my country, I'm from Dhaka, like the capital. So yeah. People who are not from there, <clears throat> like Mohanshing, Chittagong, and whatnot, <clears throat> we don't look at each other the same way. <laughs> <laughs> like we really don't just like india i mean it's everywhere actually like i just i think it's just one. because we know each other that's why to overdo each other pretty much it's like competition everywhere yeah <clears throat> because uh, like when when you see someone indian walking past by in on the streets in america you just go like oh if you're with your white friend you just go like oh fuck you this is he's my green card you know <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's we definitely don't do that 
Um, I well, if I see someone Bengali, and if if you're Indian, I don't give a crap at all. But if you're Bengali, I just turn away and pretend like I'm Hispanic because I can pass as a Hispanic. Um, <laughs> but the problem is when I go to Bengali parties and I see the same auntie, and guess what? Hey, didn't I see you on that street? Um, no, you didn't. It was someone else. <laughs> It, it really it, it it must be it must be really awkward, right? Like yes, like you know, people introduce me like, oh, this is my bhagni or this is my daughter or whatever, and they're like, oh, I saw them with so and so, and there's a fire. Tokoni problem ta show ya jay. They're like, oh, meita to edi ke to gurche. It yeah, exactly. But it's racist though. I mean, racism is everywhere. You can't really stop it. So, what is it with this part-time study? Um. Well, I was a full-time student. This is my last semester, and I came in as a psychology psychology major. Switched. Oh, I love like I love psychology. I do too. I took it for three years, but oh. now I mean I switched to human service because I didn't really like what they were t- you know the classes that was related to it. And now I'm switching again. So, oh. yeah. So, so is is there any uh, special uh, classes for you know like the orientation program from for people who who came from different who came from different country? Like, do they have that? Uh, yeah, they have a lot of different. Um, well, they have their own building for international people. So if you're not from here and you just came on like a student visa and whatnot, they have places for that. And if you were just from here or born here, but your parents are here and stuff, then it's a different thing. It depends. Oh. You, you, you know what? What was the, what's the best thing about America is you know, they just have opportunities for for every subject that you choose. I wouldn't say <laughs> that. Because that depends on what college you go to, the location you're in, and the competition. But see, see, uh, yeah. for India, for India, I think I think you might know that here we only have two choices. If you're yeah. a guy, you have to you have to be an engineer. If you're a girl, you have to become a doctor. So that's, a lawyer, that's what parents. Like. Your choices. Yeah, or, yeah, or or a lawyer. I mean, <laughs> lady lawyers are the best because you know we are we love to argue and we're just no. bomb. But, um, even 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 I, I love to, and when things doesn't get sorted out, I just cut the, I just hang up the call. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do that. I make my point, and then you know let the other person see. But I don't argue as much. Because, because you are a psycholog psychologist, dude. Come on. I mean, that's just a difference between studying people, but nah, I don't think that really bothers. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you know what? Uh, was in uh, ninth or I was this psychologist 